Welcome to the Fontenelle Final Bell on the Rural Radio Network. Clay Patton in for Susan Littlefield. She's taking a little bit of an early weekend, a much-deserved thing for as hard as she works. And talking the trade with us today, Eric Kruger with Smart Yield. As always, Eric, it's a fun and exciting to talk to you, especially when I get to talk to you on a Friday like today with a strongly, strongly higher grain and really ag commodity market in general. I know there's a lot of farmers out there that like this type of price action, and I finally get to say the word higher in the grain markets. Let's start in the one that was kind of the percentage leader on the day and I believe is going to be the percentage leader on the week. That is in the wheat markets. What are some of the fundamentals back there that's really helping to boost this thing? We had the, they had the wheat market uh, you know, close up really across the board, uh, whether it's Chicago, Kansas City, up over 30 cents on the week. So today up 20, a uh, really strong day for a Friday, especially into the close here. Um, we, had, we had Russian wheat on export values up 8 to $10 a ton over what they were the week before. Uh, a little bit of dryness in U.S. Black Sea region planning progress, a little bit of fundamentals helping push that, and, and closing above some technical levels that are going to push, have helped push you know, buying back into the wheat market. We then come back across and we look just at the general scope. Really, the market has given us a gift here in this type of price action that we haven't got to see. And especially in like the soybeans looking at continuous chart, we haven't seen this since before the trade war started with China in 2018. So as a farmer, what should they be thinking about? How do you reward a market that gives you this type of price action? That's that's the hardest thing, and that's that's what guys really need to be looking at. We've we've come uh, back to a place like you said where we were before we really started talking about trade deals and everything with China, and, and now we're back here with you know front month soybeans above 1040 on the close. So um, guys really need to be aggressive when it comes to pricing beans, and if you want to add risk back in, you can do that. But we need need to make sure we're getting you know priced up to insurance levels, and we know we're going to have that product coming to town very soon if we're storing it. Maybe a little different conversation, but guys. You need to get aggressive on that. All of a sudden, we went from a, what was hoping to be a profitable situation two months ago to a, to a very profitable situation. You guys need to, you know, of course, everybody's aware of that, but what do you do about it? So um, we encourage guys to just make sure, you know, you're filling your plan and, and, and getting everything moved that you need to get moved. You know, talking about having that plan, right now when you look out at the cash market, what is it telling farmers? Is it telling them to get that old crop, if there is any, out of the bins, make that, get them kind of ready to maybe try and capture some carry? Or is this a situation where it's saying ship everything to town if you can and lease those bins out? Yeah, absolutely. It's uh, there's there's really a, a if you look no twenty to no twenty one, we got a, a very strong inverse, um, and and that's a market looking down the road and saying next year it looks like we could have a pretty big South American crop depending on how dry it stays down there, and could have a pretty big U.S. crop depending on what happens with some of these corn areas that were damaged. We might see a few more acres to beans, but right now it's it's incentivizing you to 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 price those beans, get them into the cash market basis has stayed relatively strong for a for a two dollar move up the hill here that we've seen um, from the low uh, basis really hasn't widened out much it, it coming into harvest that's that's very uh, very uncommon so uh, it, it really incentivizes guys to really move grain uh, aggressively into harvest here as well we look here so the markets kind of tell us we need to get this grain moved we're going into harvest now from have you talked to anybody kind of getting here in the early stretches of harvest what is Iowa looking like are they down that much further or are we still gonna have a decent crop and when you look at the whole country 
Yeah, guys are just getting started, so it's going to be tough. If you look at the USDA numbers and you, and you look at the stock's use percentages, uh, right now demand is driving this market. When you step back on the fundamental side and say, okay, uh, a stock's use on corn up in that 16 17% area, beans, um, you know, 8 to 10% or maybe a little lower, 6%. But if you look at these carryout numbers, uh, it's not meaning that we should continue to just pile up. At some point, supply hits the market. But right now, we've got a whole different situation. Uh, extreme demand, if you look at Chinese demand and, and world demand, I think 30 of the last 34 days we've seen a daily export sale announcement. You know, if you start looking at that and go, wow, it, there hasn't been two days in a row where we haven't had an announcement in the last month. And I think the market is on board with that. The funds are extremely long beans. We'll see where the commitment of traders comes out here to see if we're up over that 200,000 contract mark uh, on the managed money funds and on beans and corn, where they come in at and wheat. But the market's made an extreme shift from a very large short up into a what's becoming a large long position and that's that's friendly these markets here over the short term when we're talking about the funds and we're talking them starting to establish this long position back again in the markets when was the last time that we saw this type of long position action and what were the funds thoughts then and when could it change yeah, I think, you know, usually markets, you know, and fund moves to the long side are driven on two things. It's either a supply issue or it's a strong demand issue. Uh, the last time we saw beans this long, um, I, I don't have the exact number, but I believe it probably back into the 2012 area, somewhere right in there. Um, and, and the corn longs, of course, been more than it is right now, but to see a shift from an extreme short up into a long position into harvest where we're going to have our biggest supply um, is, is pretty uncommon. So um, we're not seasonal, you know, seasonally usually we're moving down right now and trying to find a harvest low um, and right now we're not so it's, we, we look at it as a pretty big gift it's a nice move into harvest that guys need to really just like we said earlier take advantage of and sometimes it's interesting because we haven't had the type of price action so really you now kind of have to train retrain your thought process is is can i get to a break-even level can i now you kind of have a little bit of decision making to do where do i want to lock in maybe some potential profit on the farm but really what are the big questions farmers need to ask as they try to change this mindset to a, a market that's not seasonal um, yeah, I think I think guys need to really look on the on the corn side of it. All of a sudden, we're getting up to levels with with the basis levels we have in our local market and and some of the markets around us throughout the region. That basis is still strong. There's still demand there for that. And I think you got to look at the carry in the market. And there's decent carry on the grain side for corn as as far as storing it. Um, if we can get that carry back out there to full, it'd be it'd be nice. But um, right now, you you can make a profitable decision or or do you hold on to it a little bit? And I think that depends on your storage capability your harvest needs and, and what you can do with that um, on the bean side of it I mean profit is is there to be had um, in the cash market uh, whether it's spot net ac across the scale if you don't have forward contracts on again we're talking with Eric Kruger of smart yield stay tuned I've still got a lot of questions that deal with Chinese demand how it plays into the market as well what does CFAP 2 or another round of CFAP mean for farmers and their marketing plans you're listening to the Fontenelle final bell on the rural radio network um. Welcome back to the Fontenelle Final Bell on the Rural Radio Network. Again, Clay Patton in for Susan Littlefield. Eric Kruger with Smart Yield joining the conversation. And as I alluded to in segment one as we're closing it out, I want to talk Chinese demand. And Eric, you mentioned in our first segment, out of the last about 34 trading sessions, China's been in there for 30 sessions. There hasn't been two sessions where we haven't seen China back in, or at least two sessions back to back. So how long does the Chinese demand train keep going? And is that, once it's stops is that when these funds get spooked and start backing out of this market 
Yeah, that's probably the you know the the billion dollar question. But it, you got to look at it and go f- from our perspective. If you step back and look at the big picture, um, nothing would say right now that they're not they're not working towards uh, meeting their end of, of our phase one deal. You know, they got a long ways to go, and that's probably the friendly side of that. Um, I think they've only fulfilled about a third of what their purchase uh, allotment should be as far as dollars, um, which means you know if they keep buying, they keep buying, and we we got to. Keep, keep the demand side going on that side and hold up our end, which is with grain. And I think until we can have the supply to ration that, um, the price is going to keep going up. And um, uh, that's yet to be seen, though. You know, that's all down the road. That's all if and when and if that happens. But I think right now what we can see is they've been very consistent, and it, it should continue to help support this market on breaks if they can, do continue to buy we did get out there TRQs this week, a little bit lopsided there, not really changing much from 2020. How much does the election and does 2020 politics play into this? Are they maybe looking for one side to win over another, or does that really change up their buying strategy any? You know, I think that's, I'd have to, you know, I'd have to speculate on that because I don't know, but I think the thought coming in would be, okay, would, would, export pace slow down coming into the election and sometimes that happens because usually we see a, a strong dollar into the election we haven't seen the dollar rally yet um, and some you know that makes our our exports continued our grain continue to be cheaper to the world if our dollar starts rallying here into november um, that could change a little bit as far as what we get on the export market and the world market so that's something to really keep an eye on on the dollar side um, what what i see if it, from the continued export demand is there's a need for our product there's a need for corn beans meal uh, wheat uh, our, our proteins. So as long as that continues, I think you can kind of take the, the politics out of a little bit and just go, no, that there's a need for the product and we have it right now because of where our dollar's at. It's, it's cheap enough. They're going to keep buying it. Nothing beats a good old-fashioned supply and demand-driven marketing. Glad to see and hear that some of those comments coming about. Now, Eric, let's go back here more domestically. And President Trump has announced that USDA working on another thirteen, fourteen billion dollars in uh, federal aid to farmers. What does this now do to the marketing strategy? What are things to be contemplating there? Even though I know we don't have a lot of details out yet. Yeah, I think that'll be the hard part. We've seen we've seen a little bit of details coming out on it, and I, I'm I'm not going to go out and say what that is yet. But it, it'll be significant for guys. A, a nice amount of money coming out at a time of year where where it's nice to have some cash flow. Um, if it comes right away, look at like it looks like it should. Um, it, it could change some decisions into the end of the year whether guys need to, to defer income out to next year or not. Um, you know, depending on how how it, how the payments end up shaking out, it looks like it's going to be based on APH and then a marketing factor and then and then another factor different on corn and beans and and cattle and everything else. But uh, it, it's a nice aid package. Um, I, I think guys. Uh, you know, of course, we'll welcome it with open arms, but with the markets moving up the way it is, we do have to keep an eye on um, what we need on the income side of it versus what we need to push in the next year. Given the amount of government payments that have come to farmers' direction this year, if a farmer has been fairly timid in their marketing strategy, mainly on the concerns of margin, is this now maybe a time where if they've got that aggressive cash flow kind of coming in with some of these supports, is this a time maybe to go out and really try to be aggressive in that marketing strategy like we were talking in segment one? Yeah, I, th- I think it gives guys a little more freedom, too, just because there's a little more backing there. But, you know, you still got to be s- smart about it and manage that margin risk and manage the risk of how you how you put on upside. There's always ways to, to add upside or add downside protection if you're going to store the grain without putting a lot of risk out there into the market. So, you know, and that's and that's why the guys work with uh, companies like ours and, the, and a bunch of other companies out there that do it. 
And let's talk about Smart Yield. You guys have been helping producers for a long time. Is there any uh, current things that you're wanting to talk to producers about, or if they haven't worked with a marketing strategy, what's the things that they need to be prepared with if they come out and start up that conversation with you? I think we're we're really talking with guys right now about uh, more pricing, getting a lot of marketing stuff done, but also on the logistics side of everybody's getting ramped up in the harvest, uh, knowing where your contracts are set and what you have for to contracted, or if you have basis contracts that you've done when basis was really tight uh, throughout the the first half into the second half of the year here, if if we're adding features to that or not. And there's there's just a lot going on in operations right now, and a lot of it's out of the office, a lot of it's in tractors and trucks, and it's pretty easy to forget about some of the, some of the more important side of things with marketing. And, and where we need to fill contracts. So we just we should encourage guys to, to work with companies like ours or, or stop in and talk. And, and if you need help with that, and that's why we're here. More than welcome to help. All right, Eric, what is the best way for somebody that wants to continue this conversation is reach out social media or via phone? Uh, you can go on. Uh, we usually, no, not social media, but on, on, on phone through 8234-6805, or you can go to our website and check us out at mysmartyield.com. And again, Eric Kruger with Smart Yield. You're listening to the Fontenelle Final Bell. Thank you to Fontenelle Hybrids for their support of this program. As always, do remember, trading futures and options involves risk of loss and may not be suitable for all investors. You can catch the Fontenelle Final Bell as a podcast at ruralradio.com. You're listening to the Rural Radio Network.